Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. Happy New Year's to all you wonderful listeners out there in the ether. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. And it's Ricketts. Ricketts. Yeah, buddy. You boys have a good break, good Christmas. It was nice, man. It was, you know, kind of low-key this year, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. You know, after a busy year, low-key is nice, but it, it was fun. Family time's good. My wife's been sick. She got that bug. She's been sick for two weeks going, man. So oh, man. hers was a little miserable, but mine was pretty good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How are you well, guys holding up? Dude, Great. I tell you what, man. We took this two-week break on podcasts, and I'd, like, get home at night, like, don't I have something to do? And I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I don't have any podcasts to edit, upload, none of that stuff. So it was kind of nice to... Just reset, hang with the fam, and uh, yeah, you know, just just enjoy some 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 home quality time. Did you guys yeah. do any fishing? No, no, no. I did, dude. Sixty something <laughs> degree day. Me and my son were out hiking, yeah. bro, slinging baits. We didn't catch crap, but we were out there slinging them. You know. Well, so. I hate you. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I know. Uh, I know Sam Jones. 
and a bunch of Indiana guys, a couple guys from Illinois, they all went down, met up at Newton the day after Christmas because it was like 60 degrees, and I'm at work getting text messages of fish picks, and I'm like, jeez, I hate my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad those guys got out, man, because I would have definitely taken advantage for sure. But Yeah. Yeah, man. So we're going to start the season off with a banger here um i want to just uh point out real quick too is i put i put a post up on uh facebook yesterday we're recording this new year's day um and i put a post up uh to see who could guess the first guest of the 2020 uh first podcast back in 2020 and uh the guest we have on tonight, we'll we'll get to in a second. But the guest, <clears throat> one of his hometown state guys, uh, actually guessed it, um, Mister Reese Melvin. So shout out to him. But I wanted to point that out. Is you guys should you know if you're not following us on social media, definitely do that. So Reese is getting a, a fresh new paddle and fin hat in the black, like Jay is wearing. So um, I like yeah. black. Yeah, yeah, it's slick. Gray ain't too bad either. But, it ain't uh, too bad at all. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, 2020, we're going to work on doing some more, you know, giveaway stuff, whether it be Paddle and Finn, something from one of the show's supporters, something like that. So, you know, just wanted to point out guys and gals to uh, pay attention to the social media. But, like I said, we wanted to start out 2020 with a positive vibe. So who better? <laughs> who better? Than my man JD DeRosier in the house with us this evening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's, a, he's a repeat guest. Uh, you know, we talked to him, it, it was about a year ago, I think, right? I think it was like uh, last February we talked to JD for the first time. And then uh, we had him back on the one year anniversary podcast. He kicked us off with that. So. I figure what better way than uh, kick off 2020 on a high note with uh, with JD. If you guys don't know JD, definitely follow this man on social media. Um, JD is a guy, you know, I know Ricketts, you put out a post uh, last night about like mentors and stuff. And, uh, you know, Aaron Steiger, one of, one of your mentors, dude. And I tell you what, man, uh, JD is a guy I reached out to a long time ago. Um, talking about some stuff and, and I've always looked at him as kind of a mentor in a mentorish way you know he does things on a positive note uh, professional manner things like that so I just want to say thank you to JD for you know helping me out through some of my times man and that's the thing like I think a lot of people get away from that in the, in the kayak fishing community man there's so many helpful people out there um, that you can reach out to and I know you know, when I first reached out to JD, I was like, I don't know this dude. Should I hit send? Like, <laughs> and I hit send, dude, and he replied back, and he was like, yo, bro, man, absolutely. I'll answer whatever questions you got. And um, that was kind of cool because that was one of the first experiences I had reaching out to somebody I didn't know. And uh, JD was very welcoming on that. So I think that kind of describes who he is uh, in a good way. But uh, JD, welcome back, my man. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the kind words and 
the opportunity to be back on Paddle and Finn podcast and to hang out with you guys. Yeah, man. Hey, you need to stop pointing those guns at me, bro. Good <laughs> lord. You been working <laughs> out, son? You making me? What is that? A medium? Go ahead. I'm gonna Jesus. reactivate my crunch fitness right now. JD's got the gun show. Ratatat tatted. Sticking in huge plastics yeah. all up in my face right now. God. He's like, I, my wife he's... don't do those, man. You're bald headed. Of course, me. He's like, he's like, oh, that's right. I'm gonna be on the podcast. Oh, I'm gonna put on the tight one today. Yeah, I'm gonna put on five. Swole, dude. You've been working out or what? Well, yeah, he's got a busted foot, so he's got to sit around just yeah. doing curls, man. He can't Girl, work the legs. Man. Girls yeah. for the girls. Good lord, son. <laughs> You, man. Uh, uh, <clears throat> having the foot, trying to get it back right, ankle. It's been a long road. It's the longest I've actually ever been down with an injury. So, we're trying to stay mentally focused and physically. Yeah, yeah. It's you had a on. you had a climbing accident, right? You were climbing and, and messed up your ankle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I fell. So I was bouldering. And I fell from uh, about twelve feet. And landed on the very edge of the crash pad. And when I did, the ankle bone touched the ground and made a god-awful pop. I rolled up in a ball for about five minutes and finally got my crap together. Luckily, I had a a close friend there with me. And he got me to my truck, and I drove home and immediately went to the doctor. It took him about, uh, I'd say, 11 days to fully diagnose the injury, which is... Uh, it was a severe sprain, but I tore ligaments on both sides of the ankle. Oof. So, luckily, no surgery, just a lot of physical therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is bouldering? You say bouldering? Yeah. It's like free climbing. Yeah? Under 14 feet. Yeah. Oh, dang. Uh, not me. Good for <laughs> you, though. <laughs> well, I mean, 14 feet for Ricketts. Ricketts is so short. 14 feet seems like 140. Eiffel Tower, bro. <laughs> Uh, my wife wheels when she wears heels dude i gotta get a step ladder just give her a kiss you know hate being short dude (laughs) by the way tell this scarecrow i got his money (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh man well i'm glad you're healing up man uh i know i've been following along watching watching your road to recovery on that man so Hopefully you're healed you. up soon and you can get back out there in the kayak and rip it up yeah. a little bit, you know. I but. broke my tailbone. That never healed. That was that's been over a year ago. I was riding. I got into mountain biking, right? I'll tell you a story. I'll make it quick because it's kind of funny. So you know my buddies I rode real motorcycles with, right? And he's like, dude, you got to get into mountain biking. It's great, you know, get you in great shape. All right, cool, man. You know, it, everything I do, I go all in. And if I hate it, I'll sell it. If I love it, I'll keep it, right? So I went all in. I got this nice, fancy mountain bike, <clears throat> and I was riding through. Around here, there's, like, so many mountain bike trails that you can go to. Sure. And and so I was at this local one. It was, like, November, and it was East Fork mountain bike trail out here. It surrounds East Fork Lake, which is a real nice fishing lake around here. And I wasn't going that fast. It was just getting dark, you know. Bikes all set up for me perfectly. And a mountain bike, when it's set up perfectly for you, your feet, when you're on a seat, your feet can't touch the ground, Right. So it's, it's meant beyond pedals, whatever. That doesn't matter. So I'm riding at a moderate pace, man. My buddy's right on my heels. 
leaves on the ground, front tire hits a root, right? I'm five foot eight, y'all. Ain't no way in hell I'm touching that ground regardless, right? The only thing that kept me from falling off that bike was the bike is the front of the bike seat, the the pointy part. It rammed halfway inside me, and I'm going twenty miles an hour down the trail. <laughs> and the only thing keeping me from from falling off the seat was the seat, right? And my feet were off the pedals, and I'm my you know two hundred twenty pounds, dude. I'm hitting every bump going down this trail on my butt on the seat it was terrible i got off that bike and i was puked to pass out at the same time i never felt so violated and hurt in my entire life and it hasn't been right since man i sold that freaking mountain bike three months after that i was done yeah mountain bike not for me yeah climbing boulders nope good for you man not for me and that bike didn't even take you to dinner and a movie first didn't even kiss me on the mouth just showed me what's up Oh, you want to get mountain biking, bro? Okay, I got you. All All I heard was fiddles, and there was love making, and I've been sore ever since. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, man. Welcome to 2020, y'all. Rick just got molested by a mountain bike. Here you go. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, yeah, I'd say that's a a little worse than JD's story, you know, but uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. Can't say nothing to it. It just hurts, man. It's you know. <laughs> well, the first time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third, fourth time, it was fun, but <laughs> we're gonna go down the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we're all right. Uh, you turn. All right. You turn. So anyways, I'm, I'm done. I won't. I'm trying the drug right now. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's jump into into the you know, like I said, we wanted to start off on a positive vibe. JD's one of the most positive guys we you know I know personally, and uh, one thing we wanted to talk about if you guys are following JD um, every Friday, he does a thing called Positive Vibes in uh, music and positive vibes, right? Yes, and uh, it's pretty cool, man. I always feel bad because I'm always like a half hour late. But he live streams it. It's up on his Facebook page, man. And, and I think it's just a good message. Um, John Jackson participates in this. And, and who else? There's one other guy, right? Todd West. Todd West. That's it. Um, so how did, how did you guys get started doing this? I mean, what, what was your thought process on, you know, basically kicking this off, man? So uh, the way we, we did it is Todd... Um, I would say a year and a half or so ago, he was he was doing it solo. And when I met Todd and started hanging out with him, I always told him, I was like, dude, you're a nut because you're just so transparent on your music and you're so hilarious. I said, you know, if you if you ever kick it back up, I want to get in on it. He's like, well, shoot, what are we waiting on? And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I reached out to John Jackson and I wanted to try to cover – huge area so john's in washington state todd's in georgia and i'm in south carolina so we just do it and hopefully every week we all three share but sometimes we miss it sometimes they pick up the slack sometimes i do um and we just do it because one we want to spread the the positive message we want to do it no matter if one person's on or if there are 100 people watching it and we just want to interact with people while we're on there 
Um, a few of the times that I've done it, I've asked the audience what they wanted to hear. Uh, so that's changed it up. Yes, I play a ton of reggae online because I'm reggae to the core. Uh, Todd, he'll play a wide variety of music, which is super cool. Um, I've played some bluegrass or newgrass. I've played some folk music. I've played some stuff from Australia, but predominantly it's reggae. And uh, John Jackson, he plays a little bit of folk, a whole lot of crazy underground hip hop. And he'll play a lot of electronic music too. Nice. But it's, it's a good diverse group. And we just feel that we just want to spread love and, you know, get rid of the hate of the world. And we're just trying to add our little two cents in by doing that. I dig it, man. Yeah, I know uh, one time when I did catch it live, you you know, you mentioned uh, asking the audience. I think it was, I think you played Gary Clark Jr., which badass blues guitarist if you don't know him but you were like instrumental or or the actual track and i was like instrumental i'm all about instrumentals dude and you you were like all right brian called it we're listening to the instrumental so it was cool man i dig it you know um and not only that but like like you said man you you try to change it up between different genres of music and and things like that and you know i used to listen to reggae back in the day um, and there was a band you recently, uh, had on there and we kind of connected on that and that was the elevators. And, uh, dude, I tell you what, man, I've been jamming that nonstop. My wife gets in the truck and she's like, again, like, didn't we listen to this a hundred <laughs> times already? I was like, yeah, but it's good. You know? So it's kind of funny, man. I dig it. And I know I've caught a couple of, uh, John's John, uh, john's live streams as well man and like you said man i think it just it's a nice way to kick the weekend off on a positive note when guys are getting ready and gals are getting ready to go out hit the water you know enjoy the weekend whatever they may have coming up things like that man so i appreciate it so thank you yeah yeah absolutely we're gonna keep it rolling and you know keep keep spreading the message and if you guys ever want in just say hey i was i'll get in on it I was going to say, if you need a guy in the Midwest, hit me up. No doubt. Yeah, sure. That's pretty killer, man. Especially with everything that goes on in the kayak community today, because it seems like it's taken a very dramatic turn, and I mean dramatic. You know, it's, yeah. it, uh, which I think what you're doing is going to make it turn back to what it should be fun and exciting and low key and, you know, fun is, is the emphasis on this. We're not, we're not in this not to have fun. So, well, that's. Exactly. What, that's one of the things, you know, I wanted to, uh, why I wanted to have JD on, man. And, and he put a post out uh, a couple days ago. And uh, I'm going to read through this real quick just to, just to kind of preference everything. This year and decade is coming to an end, and I'm excited to see what journeys and adventures await around the next corner. I love change and adapting to new situations, and I've chosen a path, a path of positive living, offering a helping hand, and being transparent. No drama, no fake or rude folks from here on out. Too many people have a negative motive, and they're all about themselves. I absolutely can't get down with this, and one of many reasons I've made some life-changing moves for good. Be light to this world. It's a way of life. 
dude. I mean, if that's not positive in in a good way to look at it, man, I, I don't I don't know what is. And you know, before we started here, we were talking about it. You know, um, like like Rickett said, man, there's just so many dramatic things going on in this small little community. You know, when I got into the community, it was like everybody was like family. Everybody wanted to help each other out. Now it's just like you got people getting upset and like over the stupidest stuff. Like yeah. who's fishing KBF? Who's fishing Hobie? Who's fishing out of this boat? Who's fishing? I mean, who cares? We're just all out there out in the water having mm-hmm. a good time, man. And and I think that's the big key right there, you know? And like I said, in 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 JD's post right there, he was talking about lending a helping hand. And that's why I preferenced that at the beginning. You know, I reached out to JD and uh, he answered some questions that I had. And in return, you know, by doing this podcast, I know both of you guys have had conversations with, you know, listeners, people you run into on the water, things like that, where, you know, they're asking you questions, man. And it's all about just helping each other out and having mm-hmm. a, a better experience out there and enjoying what we all do in these, you know, they're just little plastic boats, guys, you know. That's all it is. JD, your message is so good, man. And, you know, and I did, I didn't see that until just now your, your post, right? The first time, but, but last night before midnight, um, before I made my post, I actually sent out text to people and the texts were apology text, you know, and one of the first guys I sent one out to Zach Carell, right? So early in the year, Zach and I had a fallen out. I could have handled some things differently. I sent him a text. I say, listen, man, um, I could have handled some things differently, and I'm sorry for the things that went down. You know, I hold myself responsible for that. Some, I, I could have done some some things different. He, he immediately sent me a text back and said the same thing. He goes, I'm not going in 2020, not your friend. I said, I agree. You know, and then I sent a few texts out to some people who burnt me, you know, burnt me bad, too. And I said, hey, you know, sorry how things went down. I'm sorry that I did not see this coming. You know what I mean? Like, am I sorry that they burnt me? I'm sorry I wasn't smart enough to see it coming. You know sure, what I mean? But sure. I'm not carrying any baggage. I'm not carrying any drama. I'm not carrying anything going to 2020 in this sport because I got into this six years ago because it was fun. And it's, you know, the next year is six years are going to be fun or I'm out. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to waste any drama. No, no feelings. You know, I, I met a lot of good friends here and. And, uh, you know, I love my friends. I'm a little of my friends. Somebody messes with, with Brian or Jay, I'm going to smack the crap out of them. You know, it's just how it is. Yeah. From, from a step stool. From Dude. a step stool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so, oh, I was like, he's opening the door. I'm like, yeah. oh, Brian's there already. Hey, it's all love, man. Nah. No, I, I think that's great, dude. I mean, you know, it's life is too short, man, you know, and it's. I, I mean, for what, you know, like to, to spend all your time and, you know, I'll be the first to admit, man, sometimes I get drawn into that crap, you know, because I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on in the kayak fishing world. Having this podcast kind of got to do that, but it, it got to the point a couple weeks ago where it just, I, I'll be honest. And I haven't even had this conversation with Jay or, or, or Ricketts is it turned me off. Like, I was just like, what the hell is happening right now? You know, like, 
I don't even want to think about a kayak or kayak fishing or none of this. Just just all the negativity going on. And, you know, uh, I always turn to my man JD for positivity, man. And and that's the thing. Like, you know, and I, I started sitting there thinking, like, what can we do different? How do we change this? You know what I mean? And that's part of my focus going forward in 2020, you know. Uh, I'm I'm pretty in line with my man over there, JD, and it's just like, you know, let, let's build this in a positive way instead of making, you know, that's the thing too is, you know, kayak fishing is exploding and you get people that are new to the sport coming into it and then they start seeing all this negative crap and they're like, what the hell am I getting into? You know, right. and then they're like turning around and selling their boat like Ricketts sold his mountain bike because they feel like they just took it in the rear, you know? Right. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah. Did you know one of the, besides JD, one of the most anti-dramatic kayak fishermen out there? He used to be on our podcast, Johnny Graves. Yeah, absolutely. He absolutely. does not buy into the drama. Yep. And, you know, he really enjoys running, rolling solo, too. Sure. Because it takes him out of that. But if you ever talk to John, it's all positivity. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, he reminds me so much of JD because the same way with him, too. You yeah. know, it's and I'm sure there's days that's tough. I'm, I, everybody's human beings, man. It's tough to be positive every day. And, and, and sometimes you have to push through the negativity to find the positivity. But... Uh, you know, you, you, JD and John Graves, both are Absolutely. masters. You guys are Jedi masters when it comes to that. I mean, I'm, I definitely look up to you both. Sometimes I get mad. I'm just like, dude. Well, I mean, you, you got to look at it too. It's, you know, times are different these days. I think first and foremost, you got to remember why you got into fishing. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely. Know, <clears throat> and why you enjoy being out there and then, you know, build on that, all this other stuff with social media, it's all extra. And yeah, there's a ton of negativity out there. There's still some good people, you know, Absolutely. and he, you know, and as Brian knows, I mean, I have taken many steps back. Yeah. Like I am, you know, every now and then I'm just not as active. I, I have to do a cleansing. I'd be honest with me. I really just don't enjoy social media anymore at all. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, I just feel better not being connected to it. Yeah. You know, but I'm still in there. You know, it's yeah. just like, but I have to be careful too, because you do, you know, you get affected by some of the things that come by, and you know, you just gotta remember, it's you know, everybody's got a voice now. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody deserves to have a voice, but it's not always the best thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, right. It's, right. You know, I mean, right. so, but I mean, you know, you gotta take it for what it is, and you just gotta be careful. It's, you know, and and I'd be lying if I didn't call Brian, you know, a couple times, being like, dude, mm -hmm. I'm like totally going nuts in the head right now about a lot of stuff and it's like yeah. you know just because the influence of, from the outside world and you're letting it soak in and like i said you know it just takes you have to be like okay i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna get away from all this and just kind of relax and just remember where i'm supposed where i came from why i'm in this and why i'm going to continue doing it um and just so what do you not... do to relax me yeah like what's your <laughs> you are you a meditator or are you uh yeah the I'm other m <laughs> no i mean you know it well you know it, it a lot of my interests don't, I mean, I, a great deal of interest lies in fishing, of course, but, you know, I'm also an archer, you know, um, you know, back a little bit back further for my heavier dice. I was, uh, you know, as a mountain biker, you know, too. I mean, I was racing for a little bit. Uh, you know, it's, I, I like being outside, you know, hanging with my kids. You know, it's, uh, you know, 
I don't know, just try to get some peace out of it, you know. And it's funny, man, when you get like past 40, you start like really like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the spirituality of things makes more sense. Like the discovery of like different frequencies and, mm-hmm. you know, how that, you know, affects your overall being. And I'm sure JD knows about that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, there's did just, you, I don't know. Did you just call JD just old? called him old, bro. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Wait a second. I know JD knows about like, that. Yeah, all I got to say is Atari. Okay? <laughs> That's right. He did make the Atari <laughs> reference <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he totally did it to himself. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of this resides in the tournament community from yeah. what I see. Absolutely. You know, uh, not, you know, I'm sorry, guys, you know, nothing against any of you. It's just that, you know, we see it. You know, and then there's guys like me that just want to travel and see the world, you know, and, and fish different species and places. And absolutely, you know, that's where my heart lies. And then hunting as well. Like hunting will become a part of me more than it has been like this next year coming up. Um, I'll start to infuse that into, you know, either the cast or just in my Instagram or whatever. But, you know, I'm trying to get just, just get back to my roots and just kind of settle down and, you know, again, you know, just simplifying things. Yeah. To just, you know, just to reflect on yourself and then what you need to do to succeed at whatever you're doing. And I'm not trying to do anything. It's like, I, I'm a realist. I'm not going to become no pro, you know, in any of this stuff. It's like, I mean, I'm just trying to enjoy it. I was, you know? wait, and if I was I, waiting for the I old help. Jay Randall saying, I'm just a hack, bro. <laughs> I'm just a hack, bro. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, if I get to help out some people along the way, which I, you know, I, that's how I actually became friends with Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Through Scott. Yeah, you through know, the podcast, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that's how we became friends with him, and I've always been like that. Same. And I mean, and JD's, you know, we've we talked, and Jay, me and you have obviously, you know, hung out plenty of times. So it's like, you know how I am. You know, I'm a little bit more reserved, but then, like, you know, I come out of my shell every now and then and, <laughs> you know, and do my thing. And But, I mean, it's just about enjoying your time. You know, yeah. I like just kicking back and relaxing and enjoying the moments, and that's yeah. where I am with And that's how I got positivity out of things. You know? How about you, JD? Like, what do you do, man? When you're just like frustrated, you're at your wits' end. How do you how do you regroup, man? How you know things are starting to go negative? How do you get back into that positive light? Um, there's two there's two things that I do first and foremost. One is I go and talk to my wife because she's my best friend. She knows me better than anybody in this world, Heck and yeah. I can vent to her. I can lean on her, I can cry to her, and, you know, she'll keep me grounded. And number two, if it's really, like, super bad, weighing down on me, I'll, I'll go pray about it. And I'll, I'll pray for it, you know, a day or a month, whatever it takes till I hear that clear answer. Uh, and then I love to ride my bike. Yeah. Uh, three weeks before I got injured, I bought a brand-new gravel bike. And I was beating the snot out of that thing. And it, it was like a, I was doing it twice a week. I was rock climbing twice a week. So I was in a great physical routine, which helps keep my mind totally clear. Mm-hmm. And then I love being outdoors like all of us. Um, yeah. Just today, you know, I went for like a three-hour drive exploring new waters. And I threw the line three times. But I stood beside a river that I haven't seen in 15 years. And it was just like, wow, man, I could just feel it all go away instantly. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, this is exactly what I needed to start off 2020. I love that. Absolutely. I woke up this morning early before the wife and kids got up. We were all kind of hanging out last night, stayed up too late. But I, I woke up early, went and got my coffee. It's like routine. I always, even when I get a chance to sleep in, I don't want to. I want to get up. Uh, went and got the coffee and then took about an hour and a half drive. And all I did was explore Mouth Creeks. I'm like, I pulled up. <clears throat> I'm sitting in the Starbucks parking lot. I'm not drinking foofy drinks. I'm drinking the real deal black coffee. For you hoity-toity. You went to Starbucks? So it's, I, you know, hey, a Vinci Blonde Rose with some heavy whipping cream and five stevia, bro. That's how I roll every time. Right there. Yeah. I'll tell you this, Wait, man. wait. That's normal? <laughs> whipping cream is normal? Yeah. Heavy whipping cream is <laughs> no, delicious, bro. No. It's delicious. My Dude. bad. I got a I got a I got a French press for Christmas and those two bags of coffee that uh, uh, Susie sent me for yeah. the Secret Santa, almost gone, bro. The one bag is coffee, already gone. Dude. The other one is like almost. Sorry, way off subject. Go no, ahead. no, no. You're not way off. My favorite coffee is Black Rifle Coffee Company, bro. Yeah. Silencer smooth. If it doesn't have SS, I don't want it. Well, what about murdered out, man? That's I. That's what I got at my house right now. Yeah. It's so good. Black Beer's Delight is pretty good too. Shout yeah. out. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yes, you sir. guys ever want to come on the podcast, talk about that, bro. Yeah, let's, let's, get, Matt, let's get Matt Best on here. That dude's dude. A nut. <laughs> dude, he's the man's man. I can't, you know, that guy turns me on so much I can't talk about him. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, I wake up early in the morning. Wife and kids are still asleep. And I, and I was just like, man, this feels good. I've never laid eyes on these body waters. You know, I keep a fishing rod and some tackle in my truck at all times. It's, you know, it's there at all times, a little cheap spinning rod, but I didn't throw, you know, but I was there and I was just looking at it and I was like, okay, I want to hit this this year. I've never fished here. I've never fished here. I've never fished here. I live close to some amazing water, but I travel away from it to do the majority of my fishing, which absolutely makes no sense. Right. Sure. So 2020, I was like, I'm, I'm staying home and I'm gonna, I'm going to try to figure my own water out. i live literally I can hit the Ohio river with a golf ball. Yeah. And I've never, I don't think I've, I maybe touched maybe three trips off the Ohio all last year. And maybe was on the actual Ohio River maybe twice. Not this year. That's changing. So. Yeah, man. I, you know, so la last year, you know, I, I hit the tournament scene pretty hard. Started out the season with a banger. And, and towards the end of the season, you know, I was having some rough times. And I'm like, what, what is my deal? And I got too focused on the stupid crap, you know, AOI, uh, you know, rookie of the year, like just stupid stuff. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm supposed to be doing this to have fun and it's becoming worse than a job. Yeah. Right. And I had to really step back and take a look at that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I had a fun year. Uh, it was a great learning experience and stuff, but it, it really took away from what I was doing. And with those frustrations, you know, on the tournament trail and stuff, it, it really frustrated me here on the podcast, you know, because I had the podcast to worry about. I'm worrying about tournament trails, my normal job, like life. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing, man? Mm -hmm. And I really had to break it down and evaluate, like, is this good for me? Is it healthy? Like it's, it's making me miserable and it's turning me into a, if your kids are in the car, close their ears, an asshole. But, you know, and it's just, you know, that wasn't me, you know, and I really had to take a step back and evaluate what the hell am I doing, you know? So, 
you know, like we talked about, um, I was on the podcast with Sam and Dan and Susie and we were talking about 2020 tournaments and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, not really fishing much, you know, like I'm going to fish some local stuff and that's basically it. You know, I want to focus on adventure, getting out there, getting, like you said, Rick, it's back to the roots, uh, focusing on media content. You know, Jay and I had a conversation about that earlier today, you know, like, you know, we talked about doing like overnight river trips and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that's the fun stuff, you know, tournament stuff, you know, let's face it, unless you're, you know, Josh Stewart, you know, Jamie Broad, Christine Fisher, you know, those kind of folks like, you know, you ain't going anywhere, you know, well, yeah, you could work to that. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't, I don't want to go yeah. down that rabbit hole. Well, I, what I was going to say, too, it's like me and you had this talk before because <clears throat> I kind of had an epiphany, like, you know, as Brian said so eloquently, I'm a hack. And, um, you know, <laughs> it, it's like I, I, mean, I can't compete with the guys, but, you know, and everybody at that top level, which is fine, you know. I mean, I can catch me some fish, you know, as far as bass go. But, um, you know, it, it's I think tournament fishing helps you find yourself. Sure. And, and, and really realize like what you want to do and like hey hats off to everybody that's doing that we are not discrediting you one mm-hmm. bit right it's just all. it's just that and i know some of you are so good at tournament fishing and basically becoming machines <laughs> you know in that in that respect because you do become a machine you have to but you know it some of some people just don't enjoy that and then that's fine you know it's yeah that's that's where you guys reign and that's you know but for a lot, you know, the the regular guys, you know, and gals, they they want to just go hit the water and chill. Shit, I mean, I still like just falling asleep on my kayak sometimes, <laughs> like just relaxing yeah. on the water. I mean, put the power pole down, well, just kind of take a deep breath, listen to everything, and just relax. Yeah. You know, just chill. And I think that's what I was trying to get at, man. Like, you know, I just kind of figured out like tournament fishing turned me into a completely different person, and it's not for me, and it it is for other mm-hmm. people, man. I know. You know, tournament fishing for me, it was just more about meeting people, the camaraderie, you know, like I met uh, Sam Jones, Alan Reed, Dylan Fuqua and his old man on the road. The nights we had just sitting around rigging our equipment, talking because we camped and, you know, rented Airbnbs and stuff together, man. That's what the tournament was about for me. It wasn't about cashing a check and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I enjoyed that aspect of it. And that fell away from me through the season, and I was so focused on the other crap that just shouldn't have mattered. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing that I'm looking at, man. I'm trying to be more positive. I don't want to fall back into that loophole and worry about qualifying for this or, you know, what are what how many AOI points I got for that. Like that's that's just not me personally. I think it it's funny, you know, like we you know, started posting all these videos on YouTube and stuff of our podcasts. And I went back and I was watching old videos that I did with Jay, you know, up in uh, Madison Chain, uh, Bass and Gill Club that Jay belongs to. That was some fun times, dude. That was fun fishing. Me and Jay just out there, you know, getting lines wet, mm-hmm. shooting the shit, and, then, you know, laughing and giggling like a bunch of schoolgirls about stupid stuff. Like, that's what you know i i miss in doing you know so it's like earlier today when jay and i were talking about that on the phone and it was just like 
I love that. I want to get back into that grassroots, like where we all started, you know? And I think that's cool too, because so going back to when I reached out to JD, it, it was regarding like, I think it was like paddling versus putting a trolling motor around my boat and this and that. And JD's like, do what's going to make you happy, man. It doesn't matter either way. What matters is if you can catch the fish or not, dude. Just go out there and do your thing. You know, so that that's kind of how this is all coming full circle, right? Like going back to originally, you know, talking to JD, he's just, dude, just go out there and do you, bro. It doesn't matter what you got on your kayak, if it's human-powered electric motor, just go out there and fish. You know, yeah. so I think that's the great message right there is, you know, just go out and fish, have a good time. Don't worry about all the other stuff, you know, help others out, things like that. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, I'm sure I feel the same way. In the same wavelength, you know, if you, if you want to be a master tournament angler, that's okay. If yeah. you just want to be an adventure, that's okay too. Yeah. Um, he, I, I like to kind of think that I'm, when I set my mind to something, I achieve it, you know, that's just something I've always done you know but uh i've never wanted to be a master tournament angler do i have potential of course i think we're human beings man you know we're only halted by our own minds and our own thoughts sure. if you want something you have a desire and you chase it you learn it and you do it all these great tournament anglers like we just mentioned like christine and uh you know Siddiqui and all them guys they wanted it yeah. they busted their mm -hmm. butts they didn't stop they overcame their obstacles and they're masters of the universe right now in the kayak fishing community and, and hats off to you guys. That's amazing. That may not be other people's things and that's okay. Being an adventure this year, I'm doing the adventure thing, you know, the overnight camping on the side of the river with my, my son and daughter, you know, things like that. That's what I'm going to focus on because last year, you know, I neglected to add them into a lot of my adventures. I feel kind of guilty back that about that looking back. You know, I'm looking at all these pictures. I'm like, you know, Jackson, there was a post on Jackson. Hey, we're going to make a big Instagram thing. Send me some of your favorite fishing pictures. Cool, man. I'm flipping through there. And I'm like, son of a bitch. 90% of these are without my family. Sure. Like, what did I do last year? You right. know, so that's, that's going to change this year. So, yeah. JD, what was the turning point for you, bro? Because you used to be team bonafide. You stepped away. Correct. Correct. Um, what what was the turning point? When did you say I'm done? When did you say enough with all this? It's JD time. Yeah. So uh, I, I was looking back this time last year on what I accomplished in 2018, and I was like, "Wow, man, I'm, I've done a lot." And my goal was to get fully plugged into Bonafide. I wanted to work at Bonafide. Um, and yes, that opportunity came up, but after praying about it, after talking to my wife about it, I turned the position down. Um, I did 30 events in 2018 for both. You know, I was like, man, that's a whole lot of time away from family. Um, but luckily my wife was super supportive and she was telling me, chase your dream, try to try to make this a career. If, if that's what you're thinking about and <clears throat> come about April, I was like, I'm done. I'm stepping away 100%. Um, if, if people want to 
I started then in April's when I started seeing a big swing in the motivation of the sport. I started seeing a lot of attitude, a lot of backstabbing, and it, it, I'm not saying it was at Bonafide or Wilderness Systems or Jackson or Hobie. I think it's the industry as a whole. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's very, very sad because I've been in, I've been paddling for nine years. Um, I've been on teams for whatever, six years or whatever. Uh, but this past year has been totally different than anything I've ever seen. And I just said, I'm, that's it. I'm done. I'm stepping away. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do it for myself. And if the companies that I'm representing want to get down and they're cool with what I'm doing, then awesome. Let's keep doing what we're doing. I'm going to keep doing, you know, killer content for you, photography, writing articles, whatever it is. But no matter what, I'm going to do what makes me happy for for myself and for my family. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to say sell out to another company again, but I feel like I, I devoted so much time <coughs> in 2018 that there was no payoff in the long run. And that's fine. That's a hard lesson learned. I get it. No big deal. No hard feelings. You know, I wish everybody the best. Um, but, you know, it's time for me to do what I want to do. And I actually, I mean, I'll just be perfectly honest. I haven't been in my boat since August. And I have no problem saying that. It's, yes, it's sitting right across from me right now. My Flynn is. But I've talked to them. I've talked to New Canoe. I've talked to Everett. And I told him, I said, look, man, this is what I'm going to do. And if you're cool with it, then fine. If not, fine. Uh, that's It doesn't matter. I want to do and focus on being in nature and just finding that peace and balance in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've chosen to kind of step, step back, reset, and concentrate more on trout fishing. And yeah. in 2020, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be probably trout fishing more than I ever have in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And nice. will I still paddle? Absolutely. I mean, I've paddled for so long. I can't just throw it away. Sure. But – you know, I'm concentrating more on, so every winter I try to do something new, try to do a new technique, whether it's jig fishing or finesse fishing or, or whatever it is. So luckily I've just purchased a super nice, my wife bought me a super nice fly rod. I bought the yeah. reel and I'm going to start fly fishing more. Yeah. Um, something I want to learn how to do. Absolutely. It's so, it's an art form and yeah. it's super hard. Yeah. But once you get the basics down, you got it. Yeah. And I've been relying on Todd West for a lot of information. Uh, we were actually, he was sending me pictures of flies he was tying last night at 1 a.m. You know, and I was like, <laughs> I got to get, a, I got to get advice so I can start learning how to tie. And it's just a whole nother avenue mm -hmm. for me to really be passionate about and drive my energy down. And there's absolutely no drama in trout fishing. You mm -hmm. are either out there with two or three, four guys or your solo. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of environmental and conservation behind, you know, trout fishing around all fishing. But I, f I see that there's a, a big focus on clean water so that the trout are healthy, um, so that the oxygen's you know super good for them. And that's 
what I did today. I went to go look at new trout spots and I, I've got some goals in mind. Um, I probably, I thought I was going to accomplish them this year, but with the injury that killed all fishing. So yeah, I'm going to try to catch a native rainbow brook and Brown all in the same year. And then once I can do that, I hope, and this is super hard to do. I'm going to try to catch the tiger trout. Um, I just learned that they were here, but I, I'm almost certain I, I found a zone last uh, earlier this year, probably around October, that had a tiger trout in it. I sat there and messed with it and studied it for about 20 minutes. Then I approached the, the body of water. I fished it. He turned and looked two or three times, so I kind of thought he was spooked, so I backed off. And then when I looked again, I was kind of like in behind a rock in a tree watching the fish and how he was reacting to insects coming by, how the currents were changing. And I thought I swore, I almost want to swear on it, but I won't. But <laughs> just the pattern of that tiger trout is so distinct and the color. I was like, that has to be one. And I got ready to make another throw in. And granted, I'm like two miles deep, my car. Yeah. And I, I hear some limbs crack and I turn around and there's an old guy walking up on me. And I'm like, where did this guy come from? That's mm -hmm. creepy. I didn't want to give it away. He was fishing, but I didn't want to give away what I was doing or what I was doing. So I just, I left, you know, have a great day. Enjoy yourself. I'm out of here. Type deal, but I'm going back. <laughs> so I hope I can get a tiger trout also. And then <laughs> I'm going to try to plan a big trip out West. I hope we can go to like, I want to go to, uh, to, I want to fly into Bozeman and hang out at Sims for a day or two and then probably fish like the Lamar Valley, nice. upper yellow area. Yeah. Um, cause it's, it's real affordable to fish Yellowstone. You can fish Yellowstone for like 25 bucks for a week. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But it's really affordable. Well, if you're looking for some more tiger trout and you want to come visit, we got some streams about two hours from my place at Holdem. Nice. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that's cool, man. So you know, I I was heavy into the fly fishing right before I got into the kayak fishing. You know, and Jay knows. You know, so uh, I'll send some some fly patterns your way. I'll, I'll send you my uh, secret sauce, so to speak. And uh, you'll dig it. You'll dig it. But, uh, dude, that's cool, man. I mean, you know, that's just it, the adventure, man, like you're talking about. I think I think that's where, you know, the four of us are kind of on keel, you know. But um, yeah, I dig that, sure. man. I, I love that you're you're trying to get all three native species in your home waters. That's, that's super cool, man. I mean, what cool. – what are your guys' goals for 2020? Like JD, you guys got anything in mind yet? Or I do. Um, fishing wise, man, you know, I used to be a big catfish angler back in the day, and I stopped. And I, I love it, man. I know it's it black, like black bass species, definitely comes with its. Comp I don't want to say competition, but it. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's they're hard to dial in sometimes. Challenge. They, they come at a challenge, right? It's hard to, like, dial them in. you got to throw different baits. They're finicky. They're not finicky, this, that, this, that. Uh, big cat hunting has is, is got its own set of challenges that are different. Um, 
maybe there's always that competition between bass fishermen and catfishmen, right? There's if you're a catfishman and you know a bass guy, there's there's always some punches thrown back and forth. You know, not literally, but just kind of com- yeah. comical. But anyways, uh, I'm gonna get back to doing that, man. I miss it. I miss that big tug. I miss hunting those things down, man. I miss the big 40, 50, 60 pounders. I just, you know, I miss it. And it's kind of serene. It's fun. Um, coincident or coincidentally, I never fly fish before. That's one of the things I want to learn how to do. And you guys talk about fly fishing. I'm like, I need a beginner fly set up. And, you know, I know nothing about fly fishing. To me, it seems very simple. You know, a rod, a pocket full of tie or flies. Is that right? You guys have like a little binder full of flies and, I mean, there's really not an an in-depth ton of equipment that you got to have, right? Or no? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) fortune and flaws. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, you're better off learning to tie. That's first and foremost. I mean, I'm I'm no expert. From what I've learned is, you know, there's different types of fly rods for like. So if you're going for like trout, uh, I I would think we would all agree, like like probably a four weight. Yeah, like a three to four weight would be like perfect for that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell a three or four weight means. Yeah. So, well, so like yeah. like a normal bass rod is like light, like a, medium like, light, medium heavy, right? You know, so it, it's basically the weight of the rod is is similar to the action in the in the bass rod, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. so like for pike fishing, I have an eight, I have an eight weight. That's like your heavy stick. Yeah. Gotcha. And it, so you can do a 10 or a 12, but that's when you're throwing like real heavy streamers. Right. You know, right. Right. Like, you know, and I've been squeaking by with my, my eight weight, but, um, I mean, to your point, it's, you know, it, 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 it simplifies things in some ways. Um, but it's also like a lot more of an intimate, like experience because like my it's a mountain bike experience. Well, not that intimate, <laughs> but um, it definitely, I mean, and that wasn't even slow. That was probably fast. Yeah. But, but I mean, it, it slows things down. Like you, yeah. you, you feel more engaged with your environment, you know, with nature. Um, you know, it's, I can't really explain it. It, it. it, to me, I really, really do like fly fishing and I am no expert. And trout fishing is a whole nother realm of fishing. Because those fish are so finicky, like they have such excellent eyesight. I mean, these guys like these guys have to like kneel when they cast, mm. you know. And let me and don't get me started on the cast. There's different types of cast. That's probably be the hardest thing you're ever gonna learn is the cast. You know how to like lay the fly in there, um, you know. But I mean, there's but it is it's worth learning and it takes an incredible amount of patience. Uh, I think that everybody could agree with that. It's not. Like picking up a conventional rod, no. Right. But, but I think the pay, like the payoff, is so much greater. Uh, just because, I mean, I always have my fly rod in my in, in the truck too. Um, and I was actually talking to Brian about this. Like, I, I really neglected. I really just, I had a really rough year this year, and I didn't really fish a lot. Um, but I really want to get back to what I wanted to do. Um, you know, in the beginning of the year last year, or the yeah, last year at this point, is actually fly fish more for pike you know get get into that realm and then also catfish um you know i've I've got a rod that i specifically bought for big catfish that i really want to get into you know i'm a little add when i fish i have to be moving all the time Mm -hmm. you know so i know catfishing is going to kind of like really challenge that side of me because you got to sit there and wait but you know 
I'm willing to do it to just chase other species. You know, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was fortunate and JD, you might want to, uh, you know, consider this in the future is go up to Idaho, man. I'm telling you right now, there's so much good fishing. Like we did some bottom bouncing with, you know, for trout. I mean, you can fly fish out there. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, and, and there's a lot of smaller streams and, and, and creeks to hit with a fly rod and walk in the mountains. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't know, like I, to me, I really do. I think as I get older, it really becomes more um, uh, more of a need to get closer to that. So fly fishing is probably definitely going to factor into that greatly over time, mm. you know? Well, I think with fly fishing, right, is it's, you know, Jay's trying to touch on it. You know, it's it's definitely a unique experience. So, you know, when you're kayak fishing, what do you prefer more, a lake or a river? A river, right? Because river yeah. is a little bit more adventure. The, the scenery around you is changing uh, around every bend, things like that. Fly fishing's even even more than that, right? You know, I mean, it's the same thing, but you're standing in the water. You're, you're trying to present your fly. Sometimes you're standing on the bank, depending on, you know, where you're fishing or whatever. Or a kayak. Yeah. But, um, you know, like I've talked about this before on the podcast, you know, I got fly rods. I built myself flies. I've tied myself. So basically my fly fishing setup, I didn't make my reel and I didn't make my fly line. And then you land a nice fish on that setup, dude. It, it's like a self-accomplishment, right? Like I fooled this species to bite on something that I made out of hair, feathers, synthetic fabrics, whatever. And and like Jay said, their eyesight is just so incredible i have flies that are like size 24 for when i go out and fish colorado you know what a size 24 fly is dude it's like it is like a quarter of the size of your fingernail like i'm 37 years old dude and i can't even see this stuff just so you guys all know these glasses are fake so you know (laughs) say say it's not so (laughs) but um dude i know jd could attest to this because he's he's using some small flies down there too man like to get a fish you know i've caught you know 24 to 28 inch trout that have hit a number 22 size fly dude and that is so minuscule and they have a fish that big pick that out out of this huge expanse of river where the water is flowing so fast i don't it's hard to describe man you get this huge slaunch that just slams that fly and then the the fight you know it's like you know big trout on a on a fly rod i always describe as like catching a a, a northern pike on an ultralight or a a big catfish on an ultralight dude it'll take you for a ride man it's it's definitely unique and yeah i i don't know yeah. man i'm getting all excited yeah. i want to go flat fishing yeah. now <laughs> well and, and, and jay I'll, I'll tell you like i ended up so i started off learning a cast with this old ass shakespeare brian saw it it was pretty hard to work with and then i upgraded i actually got a cast king so shout out to cast king over that um, and got one of their fly rod combos. And I'll tell you what, man. It's smooth. 
It for actually what that made, rod is, it made me better. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's like a hundred and a quarter for the combo. That's not bad. But yeah. I mean, it, it actually made me better at casting. And like and Brian was using it and he was saying that it was equivalent to some of the more like five hundred dollar rods. Yeah, dude, I've I've Man. casted some pretty unique rods, like a a, a sage, like a five hundred dollar sage rod, dude. It, that casking rod that Jay got is just as smooth, dude. I was blown away. I like started casting it. And I'm like, you sure this is a casking growth? Like, are you messing with me? Like, you put some different decals on <laughs> here or something? Like, yeah. I don't get it. But like, it's the same way with me. So you know. Up here around the Great Lakes, you know, the salmon and the steelhead and the brown trout, they all run up the rivers during spawn. And Mm -hmm. there's a local forum, you know, like your guys have in Ohio. Um, You know, you guys always reference that. But I was like reading it like, I can go catch a salmon in the river right now. I don't have to take my boat like, you know, 10 miles offshore. And then I seen guys were catching them on fly rods. I'm like, come on, no way. So I go to... I think it was Dick's Sporting Goods. I bought a $40 fly rod. Now, this was dumb luck. Go up to the Root River in Racine, Wisconsin. I land a 17-pound king salmon on a $40 fly rod. That fish stripped stripped the gears out of that reel. Like, I had no drag after that. Like, running up and down the banks, fighting this fish, trying to get it in, dude. I was hooked. I was hooked. It was all downhill from there you know, take my money, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, you know, so, and then, you know, and that's the thing too, like a lot of people, when they think of fly fishing, they think, oh, you got to fish for a trout or salmon or something like that, dude. You know, like Jay said, pike, bass. I know JD, you fish for like brim and stuff in your backyard, right? On on a little popper yeah. or something on the fly rod. Dude, I mean, that's, I've, I, on my home lake, I've gone out <laughs> yeah, and caught yeah, crappie. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's it's so much fun to, to fish for brim because they're hitting on the top with yeah. the popper. You just lay it out there. If you see brim beds, yeah. it's like you know, shooting fish in a barrel, so to speak. That's good. Go after the big boys. You, know? yeah. you start catching those two-pound, three-pound brim on the fly, you got some then. Yeah. I'm actually doing, I was just looking it up. I'm doing a seminar at the end of February for the Buckeye United Fly Fishing Association. So they do a show every year. Um, and the the seminar is an intro to kayak fishing. So that's, you know, obviously that's where I feel like I'm an expert at. I can give a lot of insight on that. Uh, so all this information that I get from now until then Hopefully, I'll be able to apply it and pick some stuff up there. Because if you're in the Cincinnati area, if you're in the tri-state, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, this is the show you want to be at if you're a fly fisherman. Because it's everybody in fly fishing who's who is there, right? Um, and all the fly rods and all the fly gear. So my hopes is to learn as much as I can from now until then. That way, when it comes to purchase something, I'll know what to buy. Yeah, but be careful, man, because those rods are can be insanely priced. <sighs> Oh yeah, I mean, insanely. I got a, <laughs> I got a story on that. So, yeah, yes. So, so uh, a good friend of my dad's, he owns a a whole chain of pizza restaurants out here in the Chicago area, and uh, he goes to his buddy that that's a big fly fisherman. He's like, "Hey, I want to get my kid a new 
new spay rod, which is a, a, a certain form of, of fly fishing, fly casting. He's like, yeah, just get them, you know, something kind of middle in the road, you know. I'll, I'll pay you cash. Just let me know how it is or how much it is. Dude comes back and he's like, you owe me 1200 bucks." And he's like, what? For a fishing rod? And he was like, yeah, yeah, 1200 bucks, dude. You said middle of the road <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for Holy this crap. spay rod, you know, yeah. which was a little higher end than it needed to be. But, you know, that's the thing. But, you know, like Jay said, man, you know, he got that cast king rod. It, it it goes back to that thing, right, where, you know, people are like, oh, you can't fish out of a Pelican boat. You got to get mm-hmm. a Jackson or a Hobie or something like mm-hmm. that. It's the same thing with fly rods, dude, and and yeah. and even traditional tackle. So what? You're not throwing a Saint Croix and you're throwing a, you mm-hmm. know, an Eagle Claw rod. It it's the same difference, dude. It's as long as it's getting you out there and getting you started. Like that's how I always described it. I got a good friend of mine that lives down by Jay, and we're actually supposed to go out Sunday fly fishing. Jay, hit me up. Yeah, what the? I was like, thanks for telling me. <laughs> I forgot all about it when we talked earlier. But we're going to go up to the Tribs. You know, and, and when I had to, like, convince my buddy Eric to to invest some money in, in a fly rod, I was like, dude, trust me, you're going to love this. And, you know, he found a cheap little rod for 150 bucks, reel for 80 bucks, went out, tried it out. He's like, I love this. Now the kid's got six fly rods, you know? It's like... It's the same thing, right? When you got into bass fishing, you started with a, a rod and a hook and a worm and whatever, yeah. and the next thing Ugly you know, stick. you're buying yeah, <laughs> baits and you know things like that. So, I mean, dude, don't don't feel like you got to go out. And, and I think that's the big misconception with fly fishing is uh, a lot of folks, you know, for a long time thought, oh, you need a lot of money to invest in fly fishing gear. Not the case anymore. Maybe... 80 years ago when you had to go out and buy a bamboo rod that was handmade by, you know, such and such rod maker and stuff. Not the case anymore, dude. There are so many options out there, like anything in the fishing world, where you can get into it for a small investment. Like I said, that that rod reel combo right now, if I was going to recommend one entry-level mm-hmm. fly fishing rod reel combo, it'd be that thing by Casking that Jay's got, dude. Yeah, and, and and I'll and I'll follow up with like I actually plan to get the four weight, um, of that same that same rod, mm-hmm. and my and so the way I did research is I knew Shane I know Shane Coover who's on the casking team, and um he was fishing for redfish, all the time and he was you know always catching them like, talking about these rods, you know so I knew they were you know they would, um you know catch fish and I knew they were tough. Because I know how Shane fishes too. Um, you know, he's usually, you know, some muddy areas. He's in like weird areas all the time. Yeah. So he's putting it through its paces. I'm watching this. And then I went as far as to go to the Cast King site. And then I find out that the owner of Cast King, he, that, that's his background is from fly fishing. And then, oh, they, and then there's a whole video on him talking about it and how he's fishing with it. Um, and then that was kind of like, that's pretty much what pushed me up like the rest of the way to go ahead and buy it. Um, so I went ahead and did that. And then again, I like it so much that I know, and I've talked to Brian, I just been putting it off. Um, I want to get something for more like, you know, for more trout and bass. Um, so then I kind of want to get like a multi, like a four or five weight. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I want to get something that can do trout, but I also want to get something that could like fish for smallies and largemouth too. 
mm-hmm. you know but i'm telling you man it, it's totally worth it it's easy to set up um you know like when you buy a line for those things you just match up the line to the uh type of rod you got so if you got an eight weight you're gonna buy eight weight line you know it's that simple um you know and your leaders can change up depending on how you're fishing trout fishing is a little different they're a lot more meticulous but you know you just learn from everybody else but i'm telling you right now if you get that if you get something like the casting again the reel is not the greatest but it'll work um you know not to downplay it it's just i think they spent more time i think you're really buying the rod rather than the reel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you can always upgrade any of that stuff you know and you're going to be happy you know with everything you get because it's going to work but for for a dude that's never done it before it sounds perfect oh yeah probably look it up here well yeah and you know that like i'm a, a big proponent of like the working man's uh, you know, type uh, of uh, equipment. Like I don't usually spend over a hundred bucks on a rod. I try not to anyway, you know, although I do have a couple $200 ones, but that's, you know, very specific type rods, but you know, I'm always trying to like not have to spend all that crazy money and still enjoy it. Yeah. You know, right. and I still catch fish with my carbon lights, you know, my Bass Pro carbon lights, they work great. You know, right. my, Ver- my Veritas rods work great. Yeah. No complaints, you know, you know what rod I catch the most fish at? I have $600 worth of broken rods down in my office right now. $600 worth. Do you know what I catch the most fish off of? A $49 Fluger Treon reel and rod. 49 bucks at Bass Pro. I've caught so many fish, and I got probably two grand worth of bass rods down there. You know, because that's... Hey, man, if you want to get in the game, if you want to be a competitor, if you want to mucky, 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 you got to have all this expensive crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And here yeah. I, I'm busting I'm busting hybrids that are, you know, five, yeah. six, seven pounds on a $49 rod. <laughs> right. Slaying right. them, bro. You know, so. Well, that's just the point of that, man. You know, it's like you don't have to invest a ton. So. No. Yeah. But, I'm telling oh. you, man, get, get that casking. You'll be fine. Yeah. If you're a rod manufacturer and you want to know how good your gear is, send it to me. If there's a way to break it on the water, I will break it. I promise you that. Because this is what I, you know, it's, this is a few rods that I broke last year legitimately were just bad blanks, right? They yeah. they were just, you know, I just got a raw deal on that. They were replaced. I got them brand new in plastic downstairs. They were turn around, done that. So, but the other rods, it's my fault. And I haven't submitted any warranty claims because. I have this little temper problem when I get shit hung up, right? <laughs> yeah. And so what I start doing is I'll pop it, pop it, pop it. God, pop, pop, pop. And it snaps. Snap. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it looks like, like stupid cheap rod. I'm like, all right, it's my fault. But it looks like you need some fly fishing in your life, dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, you know I could rip the hell out of? And pop it and drag and rip it and throw and get mad. My forty nine dollar rod and it still works. Yep. So yeah, I dig <laughs> whatever, it, man. man. Yep. Well, I dig it, man. You guys got some killer goals for twenty twenty. I'm excited back, to see what back. you guys do. I want to get some catfishermen on the podcast, man. And I'm gonna, you know, I was telling Brian before the show. I invested in, I invested heavily in some media gear this year, and we're gonna step up the media game. And I want to do some some media stuff i know look at that beautiful camera right there i know so i want to have some cat guys on here we have a lot of bass guys um not no catfish in in the catfish community needs some love too man and i feel like 
I'm in a position to bring him some spotlight, you know. Well, so. I think that's just it. And, you know, I know Jay has touched on this many times is, you know, you start getting involved in bass tournaments like I did last year, and I was just so focused on bass when, you know, I wanted to chase some other species, you know. But it's like you feel like if you're going chasing another species, you're going to lose your game when it comes to bass. Yeah. Fishing, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's one of the things for me, dude, for 2020. So I guess I'll, you know, go into it. Like, I, I got some species of fish I want to chase. I want to, I want to get back into fly fishing, dude. There's some small stream trout fishing here just over the border in Wisconsin that I would love to take Jay to because I know he would love it. And, uh, you know, same thing with JD for some tiger trout. But, uh, you know, uh, Ricketts will bring you along, I guess. But, you know. Yeah. But... yeah. We can hide, we can hide <laughs> him in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't wait too deep. <laughs> Consider none of us have cars. We're all yeah. truck guys. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's just it, dude. But, you know, my thing is, dude, I love creating content, dude. Like, the the media side of things it's funny who i was talking to uh last night i went to my brother's house and my sister-in-law's like my nephew he's about to turn five years old loves fishing so i'm showing him i showed him the the season three trailer you know that that i put together for the podcast here i was showing him some old fishing videos and he was all excited and you know my sister-in-law's like this is on youtube you do youtube and i'm like I've been doing YouTube since like 2010, you know, back when I used to deer hunt and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, I'm not going to drop where you can go see those old videos cause it'll be embarrassing. But, um, you know, I, I used to do some fly, fly fishing videos, you know, um, up there in, in Southwest Wisconsin, dude. And, um, I just want to, I'm getting more into the photography thing. I used to do it a ton in high school photography class was a good excuse for me to like sneak out of school and go smoke cigarettes don't do that kids but uh you know that was back in the day you know just stay away from that but really enjoy photography dude and i'm I'm really trying to up my game and um you know i know we all talked about it you know i took some some photos when i got the new camera of the paddle and fin rod sleeves and stuff like that dude so you know, my goal for 2020 is to focus on media, get back to my roots, do some more adventuring, and just just be real with myself. You know, I am yeah. gonna fish some tournaments. Like I said, mm-hmm. it'll be I a lot of all are. a lot of local stuff. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm looking forward to coming out to Ohio, Ricketts, and fishing yeah. that Collin Lake event. Yeah, so, yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. So. I feel like I, I feel got like I, good I feel, feel like I know that lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Josh Josh doesn't want to fish yeah. it with me. He knows yeah. I'll no, pull. I will. You got to come down. Well, Josh is afraid of that lake with me on it because that's where I, I pulled that bass out from underneath his boat after he ever, couldn't bro. he couldn't catch a fish all day, dude. And I just, hey Jay, watch this. Pitch my jig. He yeah. splashes right next to his boat, getting his elbow wet, and I'm like, watch this. Two twitches of that jig, dude. And sure enough, hooked up with a bass and Jay's or uh, Josh is just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done <laughs> but you know oh, it was a good time dude it was yeah, a lot of man. good times that's what i want i want more of that yeah dude um yeah more of that adventure that friendship stuff yeah so. well we uh 
I was hoping to have some kind of schedule out, but uh, we're going to work on this month just putting the schedule together for Paddle and Finn meetups, dude. I, I really yeah. enjoyed those last year, um, just meeting up with folks in different parts of the country. And I mean, I guess we only did, what, two or three last year, but... Yeah, but your schedule still... is nuts, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Not it's... this year, so... But, uh, yeah, I mean, we got some exciting things, like... On the pod, Paddle and Finn podcast front, you know, that we're working on. Um, I don't want to spill those beans yet, but, uh, you know, you guys will be the first to know for sure, the listeners. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited about 2020, you know. Um, I will say this is a year ago today, our podcast had, I think it was 2,830 listens total a year ago okay today today right now over fifty nine thousand three hundred. good lord wow. wow that's crazy huh a year Dude, ago like famous a year ago 2800 <laughs> something fifty nine thousand three hundred new year's day and we are not stopping it's yeah. getting serious mm-hmm. now. You know, yeah. I made a huge investment. Brian's made some investments. Jay's made an investment. I mean, we are coming strong in 2020. Yeah. Uh, we want to be number one. We're not going to stop till we get to be number one. <laughs> that's it. Like, get the well, we're, out of our way. Taking it, <laughs> it by storm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. You know, we had a conversation. Uh, I forget what it was, man. You know, we really set the bar for for our community here kayak fishing and i think fishing in general nobody in the podcast world is producing the amount of content we are you know from i think it was the beginning of july till christmas day 113 episodes yeah to be fair we have a small army yeah we do and that's the thing you know like me and ricketts were texting back and forth and i'm like this doesn't happen just because of me or jay or ricketts it's we have such a great group of guys and gal shout out Susie. Mm -hmm. yeah you know that that make this thing work so um it's a joint effort man it's a group effort and we love appreciate everybody's stuff and i think i think one reason we're successful too is that all of our listeners can can like they all resonate with us you know with each individual host and we're not just you know, we're not that monkey. We're not doing monkey see, monkey do, and, and doing the you know yeah. what the sponsors want us to do. And we don't, we don't really have any sponsors that make us follow restrictions. You no. know what I mean? Like Absolutely. we're very open. We're free to do whatever the hell we want to do. We're in nobody's pocket, and we're just like we're a podcast for the everyday fisherman. Man. Sure. And, and I well, think it's why it works. And to take that a step <laughs> further, what's that, JD? It's relatable. Yeah. Like on three yeah. levels so relatable absolutely man that's what's really making it spread out yeah well and that's just it man like you know we always get the comment like i can't keep up with you guys you produce so much content and i'm like well that's the beauty of podcasts and stuff you can always go back and listen yeah you know that's the thing we we haven't put out a podcast in two weeks and numbers are still going up you know because people are going back catching up things like that you know yeah and and you know, like we've had many times uh, between the hosts. It's not about the numbers, man. 
you know it's about yeah. helping people out there figure things out and and being relatable and and stuff like that but i think the one key thing too is we got to thank our guests you know they oh, help God, make yeah. the show I love those people you know yeah i can't think of any which one oh jd hey thanks buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, how I mean, many podcasts well, can you go on and you know listen to stories about getting raped by a mountain bike <laughs> not very many guys and to keep mentioning it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know he like I've we're lost all control. I've lost yeah, all control. You know what? We're we're definitely gonna have to put like you know tell YouTube this is not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> like this is definitely one of those times where you have to hit that button. Yeah. Oh, it's all right, man. But mix it up a little bit. I mean, that's the thing, dude. You know, it's like uh, when we put out the trailer. You know, I'm going through the list of guests we had that this last year and. And then I submit the post, and I'm like, man, I forgot about so-and-so and so-and-so. And so, I mean, so many just, you know, really good people, big names, and, mm -hmm. and, and good influencers for our community, for sure. So, yeah. But uh, JD's our first three-timer, I think. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Third time on the pod. We'll send you a bigger shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a killer tat you got though bro i'm not i'm liking your tattoo man oh thank you i've been then wanting he... to get sleeved out myself I've, I've got about five tattoos but i've been wanting to try to get sleeved out i might be a little motivation would you do if i get brian and jay's picture on my forearm or something like that <laughs> Please not that close yeah, to your face. Yeah. Get a Brian and Jay tramp stamp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Steve-O has got it, a picture it, on his back. Yeah. I'll pull my shirt off. His and whole back is a portrait of himself. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, also man. got your name on his butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't ripped on you for the bonafide tramp stamp in a long time, man. You just Jackson tramp stamp now. It's, it's not a bonafide tramp stamp, bro. No. It's a, it's a good saying to live by. It is. Yeah, absolutely. That is it the is. only reason why I got that. I dig it. I totally dig it. Live the story you want to tell. I mean, that just goes back to what we're talking about, man. So, yeah, absolutely uh, it does. Well, I think we're winding down here, boys. Uh, JD, we'll give you the floor, man. Any last words, words of encouragement uh, you want to talk about? One last punch at Ricketts for his mountain bike accident, anything like that. Yeah. The floor's yours, my man. Let me have it. Nah, man. I, I just, again, I appreciate the opportunity. I, I, I really enjoy being on here with you guys. I mean, it's just so, it's like a bunch of us buddies just sitting around hanging out, you yeah, know, sure. shooting the breeze. And I think that's what makes this podcast stand out from every other one that's out there. Yeah, you froze pause. up when your family, you know, get out in nature and just, you know, just enjoy being positive. Life's way too short. Um, so why, why get caught up in the BS and the drama and being fake? Um, too many people are concentrated on who they can buddy up to or whatever. Uh, I'm, I can't get down. So, you know, do, do your thing. What's solo for you? agreed absolutely man absolutely well boys 
Any final words, thoughts? Oh, just be good to everybody, everybody. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's right. Hug yourself, hug your friends. Get, you know, don't be afraid. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to us, of course. You yeah. know, uh, we may not have all the answers. But we got some of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we know who we can go to if we do need them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and everybody that we've had contact with is very engaging. So, you know, for those of you who don't think you're getting the answers where you want them, just, you know, hit us up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll do it on the podcast, maybe make a video, something. We'll, we'll get to you in one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Always feel free to reach out on our social medias, email us if you don't want it out on the ether, private message us, whatever, man. Um, no question is a bad question. So just want to throw that out there. And absolutely, man. I know, like I said, dude, JD, I uh, reached out to him, responded, and, and, you know, we've built a really good friendship, I feel, off that. And uh, yeah, you never JD's know. Good, dude. You never know what could happen just by sending a message to to get some information and help your time on the water or life, whatever it may be, out, you know. So, um, yeah. So with that being said, guys and gals, uh, we look forward to uh, a new and exciting year with you all and and growing, growing the podcast a little bit more, growing our listener family and things like that so jd thanks again man for uh taking some time out to chat brother absolutely appreciate it absolutely man and uh we'll catch you guys on the next one till next time tight lines smooth paddling peace go check out the website guys paddle the letter n and fin.com also check out youtube youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and fin shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures leveling canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, 
Rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.